0: Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to be doing our hype train of the week. We got our review of the first scary movie of scary movie season, Ready or Not. And because of Ready or Not, Kirk and I are going to break down our top five childhood games. And I just want to say before we get started, the best thing you can do to support this podcast is to like, follow, share, subscribe, download anything you can do. Tell your friends and let them know about Popcorn for Breakfast. We appreciate it. All right, let's do it. joining us for another episode of popcorn for breakfast my name is cam i am your co-host with me as always is kirk hello hello your other co-host and we have a jam-packed show we really do um we're gonna do hype train we're bringing that segment back if you guys thought it was a one shot it's not it's so back. it's back in a big way we're gonna do what's poppin kirk that's which right. is the new name of our movie news segment get it get it guys because like popcorn
1: for breakfast
0: and you have to, like, so popcorn, it pops. And, right. And, like, what's popping is what people say whenever something is, like, new or, like, they're saying what's up. Like, back in the 70s, I think. But we're bringing it here because it alludes
1: to our podcast.
0: Yeah, we're, we're pretty clever. And then we're going to play a game because mm-hmm. this week's movie uh, revolves around a game. That That's game right. being Hide and Seek. This week's movie is Ready or Not, so we're going to review that as well. But before that, we're going to play a game. Kirk, do you, this is your game, so do you want to give us a little taste? A little taste of it. So it's called... Buy it,
1: borrow it, or burn it. Mm. So I want to hear your thoughts on, I'm going to throw a movie your way. I want to know, would you buy this movie to have and watch over and over again? Mm -hmm. Would you borrow it because you're a little unsure of it? Or would you burn it because you hate it with a passion, whether you've seen it or not? I think you can make those discernments based on what you've heard about it, the marketing of it. Whether we've seen it or not, okay. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you've seen it or not. You can make your decision based on just the title of the movie
0: yeah oh. I like that too, and I think that with borrow it, borrow it's interesting, like we might have to talk about it a little bit because sometimes you may really really like a movie, mm-hmm. but it might be one that you don't want on your shelf. right so like Lincoln, yeah, like I love love that movie, great movie., like- I've seen it once like um Passion of the Christ. Sure. I don't want to
1: own that movie, but it's a fantastic film. Yeah, I probably never watch it again. I'm not watching it a second. I'll show my kids when they're older, but I'm yeah. not I'm not putting that on replay. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So we'll have to we'll have to caveat that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then our top 5 childhood games, which I'm super stoked about. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was making this list, I was having so many memories of my childhood and all of the great games like some of the games are so stupid in nature but they're still really fun and that's that's what it's all about i'm
1: excited coming at the end of the pod
0: yeah so we really do have a packed show um and let's get started with hype train let's do it Right, Kirk. This is Hype Train. We're 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 here. We got music this time. Yeah. You know what else we have? Are you ready for this? Whoa! What do we have? Yep. You got the rap horn. We got the horn, baby. Man, now so, I don't have to go do 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 because no, I'm not as good as it. No, no. It's that's pure. It's pure, and it, it's probably gonna annoy everyone within 30 seconds of this segment. But we're back with Hype Train. It's our top three. Well, we won't say top three because our segment later is called top five. But it's our Hype Train of the week. Yes. So I want to know what you're hyped about. I'm gonna give some things that I'm hyped about. Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. All right, my first hype train of the week, The Joker. Ooh. Because reviews are coming out on this guy, man, and they're they look good. I mean, everybody's saying Joaquin's like gonna win the Oscar. Joaquin? Oh, I'm so sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. Thank yeah. you. He's gonna win the Oscar apparently. Like, let's just let's just. I mean, people are speculating. Um, let's just do it. I'm good with it. That would and, be
1: extraordinary especially if he does because uh Heath Ledger won posthumously. Yes. Four best actor for the Joker. And yeah. how crazy would it be that another another actor would win as well? That'd be crazy.
0: Yeah, the the Joker wins the Academy Award twice. Wild. That would be bonkers. I didn't even actually consider that whenever I was thinking about it. I'm I'm interested because I was reading through reviews just like the snippets because they don't have like full reviews out yet on it. Um and nobody's really like spoiling the movie or anything, but it's good to know that, at least from what it appears, that like Todd Phillips was able to guide this thing really well. Um, from the early trailers, I really felt like it seemed like a very ambitious project, and I think it is a very ambitious project. But I think I was concerned that it was going to be a little bit overindulgent, and it doesn't—that doesn't seem to be anybody's complaint. I did hear it will be controversial. Which I don't does know that what mean? I don't know what that means. Um, If anything, that makes me more excited because I'm like, what are we doing here? That's so controversial. But the most recent trailer came out. It looks insane. Mm -hmm. It looks really, really good. And I'm on the hype train for it. Big time.
1: The Joker, baby. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, mine. Mine number one. Yeah. Cameron, I finished all 15 seasons of ER.
0: Was that 15? Um, I wasn't counting. I just kind of blacked out. I was just, I was just going for it. This is such a big moment, Kirk. Listen, I
1: started this a few years ago because I was just so in love with this show. I was trying to make my Christmas list a few years ago and I was like, you know what? I really want ER. ER was such a good show. I've never seen it. So I just did it. It was so organic. 331 episodes over 15 seasons. Wow. Four bad seasons, like really bad. Yeah. And
0: that's what, that's what really is the sign of a, of a warrior. Thank is you. that you stuck it out through the whole thing through thick and thin when it got hairy when mm. it got bad when people were getting smashed by helicopters getting their arms chopped off by helicopters that's right you were there for it that's right and you know they made up for it they kind of made up for it which is sh- kind of shocking
1: in the final five episodes okay they brought back like every original character from the from the original cast
0: was Clooney back Clooney was back oh wow Julian Margulies
1: was back Noah Wiley came back for five episodes. Amazing. Um, uh, Sherry Stringfield came back. I don't really like her, but she was there. Uh, Mara Tierney was back. The whole the whole gang. It was so good.
0: That is so awesome.
1: And it was it was so good to have Noah Wiley back. Doctor John Carter, because he really was the inciting incident for this show. To watch yeah. his journey from med student to attending, and then he like went off and got married and went into went to Africa and did did a bunch of work there. So super super exciting. I loved all of it. And I can't tell you how excited I am to just like A be
0: done and
1: B to have watched the entire series.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Kudos to you. That's Thank you. um that's absolutely incredible. Now, um now what I'm wondering is what I'm gonna watch next. Well I know, that's what that was gonna be my question. Okay. Is like what what's what's next on the docket.
1: I don't know, man. I was looking at the, the list of the top uh series, like the series with the most episodes, and so ER comes on that list at like number fifteen. Uh, this might be a list of uh, of like top 100, and it's close to the top. Uh, it's it, like The Simpsons is number one. It has like 660 episodes.
0: Yeah, hard pass on that.
1: Followed by Gunsmoke. I don't know. Not you can check that. out
0: Gunsmoke, Kurt. <laughs> it has
1: 635 <laughs> How episodes. How in the world? It ran from let me check this again, 1955 to 1975. Holy Twenty crap. years without stopping. Law and Order SVU. That might be a good one.
0: It's in the same. It's in a similar vein as ER. You right. know, it just it's going to have a similar vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So that that might be a good option.
1: Currently at four hundred fifty-eight episodes, so maybe we'll throw a pull out there. Wait, is I don't it know. still going? Is SVU still going? One hundred percent. Oh wow. I think it's in its seventeenth season, if not eighteen.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. That's insane. Very nuts. Well, if you're looking for smaller commitments, I would. I mean, I always <laughs> suggest Barry. That's one that I go to a lot ah, these days. Barry's yeah. a good one. Um. I don't know, man. It's it's a big decision, so you have to keep us posted on that.
1: If you guys have thoughts, carpe DM or just throw it on our on our page for what you think I should watch next. And, yeah, uh, I'll, I'm I'm taking I'm taking votes, taking suggestions to do this again. Yeah, let's just do not it. ER, just not start ER. the journey.
0: I'll I'll I will just throw my hat in the ring with Gossip Girl. Girl, yeah, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, one more time for ER. Congrats. All right, my second hype train of the week, The Great British Baking Show. All right. Dude, I love the Great British Baking Show. It's the absolute best. And what's really interesting is they... I was seeing all the things that were like, Great British Baking Show is back. And then I went to Netflix and it said one episode. And then it said weekly. So they're going to like weekly episode releases, which actually I am very much a a fan of. Netflix is saving us from ourselves, Kirk. Yes. Because they know that if they dropped a whole Great British Baking Show... I would start it at eight p.m. and not finish it until the next day, you know, and and that would be the end of it. And I, I would have, I you know, all one day, one shot,
1: it'd be over. You need to find the champion. Yeah, absolutely. That show is so funny to me because I was such a hater on it when it first came out. I was like, oh, it's just a fad. Even right. you were were talking it up. I was like, I'm not watching that.
0: I was like, join us, Kirk. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then Aubrey started watching it, and I was like. Cleaning the house while she she'd already done her part, so I was doing my part of the chores, and I'm I'm like oh, just pop in here and watch a little bit and leave the room, come back. You're like
0: oh, they're making churros. Those those actually look pretty good. Exactly, and it
1: sucked me in, and I loved every minute of it.
0: Oh man, I'm so glad. I'm glad that you're on this journey. It's awesome. I I want all the Great British Baking Show. I think there are some episodes that they're still keeping away from us on old Netflix, like older episodes. Yes. Like, the first,
1: like, four seasons of the real show right. are not on Netflix. Correct. Like, what What gives Netflix? Let's go. I need all the baking. <laughs> because when we started watching it, they were, they would always say things like yeah we always do this you're like what are you talking about this is the first season we yeah and people
0: were talking about like how what it means to be in the tent and all that i'm like hey, wait what this is season one yeah
1: and super confusing but what's really f- the best part about great british baking show which is difficult to say it is very it's a tongue quickly. twister there should be a contest or something out there with that but the best part of that you don't win any money no you win the title that's right and a cake plate the
0: clout <laughs> and that cake dish man which is awesome yeah and it's just great i think i think what's awesome about that show is maybe maybe the brits just have it have an edge in terms of like how to do competitions because everybody's like so encouraging and they give hard feedback like they really do like they'll tell you straight up like this is crap this is terrible which is something i feel like you don't see enough in american shows but it's all constructive and it's all like to help better each other and they're all like our best friends and it's like it's super emotional at the end so i don't know they they got they've got the right idea over there with great british baking show
1: i wish i was british
0: yeah don't we all don't we all kirk i mean that's really although you know what i heard was they were doing i saw this thing that was like best accents and apparently british people love american accents oh. like non-re like our accent non-regional diction nice so hey i mean maybe they maybe over there our accent is like just as appealing Fun fact, I don't know if we've talked about this
1: before, but one of the hosts of The Great British Baking Show is actually the same actor who played Old Greg. Old Greg,
0: yeah, it's Noel. <laughs> Noel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you won't see Noel in the first several seasons. He comes on when they change networks, which won't, won't affect you, uh, listeners. But when, you, when he appears, he drops that little tidbit just randomly. It went during the competition. He's like, yeah, I used to play a play a guy named old Greg on a YouTube series.
0: Dude. And it was one of those moments for me where like, you know, the camera zooms in on your face and your eyes are bugged out. Like (laughs) you're like, "What?" you know, you're starting to like realize put the pieces together in your head because I did not pick up on that until he said it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's all coming.
1: I'm old Greg.
0: Yeah. Check out old Greg if you haven't, by the way.
1: One of the first YouTube viral videos.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) It's it, it really is a treat. I I highly recommend it. Yes. All right. What's your second hype train?
1: My second hype train. Going to be the Capcom 90s Disney games are coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC this fall.
0: What? (laughs) What?
1: insane. I We know for a fact confirmed Aladdin and Lion King are coming. These are the these are the games that you played on Sega. This is the game that I played. I didn't have a Sega but at my dentist office I would always go. We'd get the fluoride right in then it'd have to sit for a while before you could do the next step or whatever. Yeah, sure. They'd do top and then break and then bottom. In the break, the dentist had this giant Sega console and you just got to go and play it. And I would always play Aladdin of course. I would play Lion King. I would play I think Power
0: Rangers was on Sega. Yeah. I think Barney was on there. Dude, there was an incredible Power Rangers fighting game yes. for Sega. It Genesis was... and Sega Game Gear. Oh, 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 man. It was the best. I played
1: the Genesis one. It was so fun. But these these games are coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC this fall 2019, which is so cool. I don't have any one of those. I mean, I have a PC, but I don't have any, any other gaming system. You can borrow my Switch.
0: Thank goodness. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it over. Also... I used to play these games as a kid. They're gonna remaster it a little bit. But the thing about the Lion King one, and I don't know if it was the same on the Aladdin. I can remember playing the Aladdin game, but I know in the Lion King one, one of the levels was I think supposed to be impossible to beat. Yes. Um, I think it was the just can't wait to be king level where you have to like jump from Like you have to animal jump to cross, animal. animal to animal. Oh, so and, hard. Yeah, and they like it was an accident that it was that hard. Like they didn't mean to do it. And so now they have like a mode in this game where you can watch, it's like watch mode Mm -hmm. and it'll show your character and then you can just like jump back in. So that's a good call.
1: It's great. Instead of going to YouTube to figure out the gameplay, they just have it built in, which is such a good idea.
0: Yeah. It's man, that game, both of those games, it's going to bring it back in a big (sighs) way. I'm excited. All the feels. Yeah. That's a good one.
1: What's your next one? All
0: right. My final hype train is Halloween. I love Halloween. And seeing a scary movie this week, I just, I, it really got me going. I was ready. Like, uh, Jackie was like, "Hey, we should decorate the house for fall." And like, got the fall decorations out. And I was like, "Man, soon we're gonna be watching Harry Potter movies. We're gonna be watching Scream. We're gonna be busting out all the scary movies. Like, turning off the lights and lighting candles in the house to watch scary movies. I absolutely love that time of year. And I feel like September is the first time where you can like, it's socially acceptable to start talking about Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so we I saw the movie yesterday which was September 1st. It was a scary movie. It had a very Halloweeny vibe to it to me and man, I'm just fired up. Yeah, from, I think from it, here until the 31st, I'm it's going to be lit. Yeah,
1: I think it worked in their favor. They they postponed the the release of this and I think it was great uh, coming closer to September because it absolutely has Halloween vibes in it.
0: It does. It's great. It's it's really great. That I'm, house, I'm excited. The house, like the whole house that it takes place in is beautiful and amazing and it has like very much an Adams family vibe to it.
1: Where did they get this house?
0: I don't know, but I want to live there. Well, I don't want to live there. I'm kind of scared of it. But I, I want to see it.
1: Do you think that this house gets reused on multiple, multiple movies? Like, are we going to see this same house in something like Knives Out that's coming out that has a similar vibe? Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a good question. I looked in the trivia on IMDb to see if there was something like that. Like, oh, this is the house from um, the house with the clock in its walls or, you know, some right. some sort of tie-in. And I didn't see anything about that. So I don't know.
1: You don't get these houses that just lay around like oh this man is, it's beautiful it's amazing
0: yeah it it really and it, it sounds stupid to like talk about how awesome the house is but it seriously like kind of makes that movie
1: it's like a character of its own yeah it we're, really is we're jumping the gun on a review final hype train
0: let's hear it number three
1: today the day that we're recording this is Which keanu is- reeves birthday <laughs> That's right. What is yeah, city. and it's Labor Day. Labor Day, September second.
0: September second. Keanu Happy Reeves, birthday, man. Keanu.
1: Happy birthday, fifty-five today. Just wow, fifty-five and still breathtaking. <laughs> yes, he is. I don't know how his hair still grows that long at
0: fifty-five. Dude, his look right now is just on point. It's yeah. the shoulder length. It, I mean, it's not quite shoulder length, but like the longer straight hair, the beard. It. I'm all. I'm for it. No he one looks else incredible. can pull that off. It's no. just him.
1: Yeah. You know. He's got, I think. I think we read it a little bit ago, like 98 or 88 acting credits, and uh,
0: you know he had the long hair when he first came out, and then went to short for Matrix, and now it's back. Short and clean shaven for Matrix, and now looking back at that, you're like, eh, it may it may have played like in the early 2000s because everybody was kind of doing that, but nowadays, man, he he looks great. It'd be really cool if Matrix 4, he came out with his long hair. Oh, yeah. Long hair, maybe a longer beard. Mm-hmm. Just go, like, totally grizzled. Yes. I'd be totally here for that. That
1: would be really cool. And, of course, we know John Wick 4 is coming. So, dude, happy birthday. You got everything going for you, Keanu. Happy
0: birthday, Keanu. You are the Internet's darling, and we love you. And that's why we're pandering by by talking about Keanu so much.
1: Friend of the pod, Keanu. Friend
0: of the pod. And that's wrap on Hype Train. Nice. Alright, so with that, that's a that's a wrap on High Train. Let's jump into let's jump into formal, what was formerly called the artist formerly known as Movie News, which was a lame and boring title. Boo Boo. Goodbye, Movie News. Hello, what's poppin'? Yes. Wow, okay. That was aggressive, but I think it's appropriate <laughs> because it's the first time. And, and it's and
1: multiple pieces of popcorn, not it's, just one. That's
0: so good point, good point. Yep, that, that is a good point. Um, so yeah, what's popping? We've we got a short what's popping this week, but we'll just we'll knock it out real quick. So first, um, Richard Linklater, our friend who directed Boyhood, he's directed a bunch of good stuff. He is embarking on another Boyhood esque journey. It was reported that he's going to be making a twenty year film. He's going to be making a film over the next twenty years. That's insane. Yeah, and like we, I mean. Whenever you do something like this... So when he did Boyhood, it was really cool because Boyhood was 12 years, I think. And it's one of those things that's just like, well, that'll never be done again. You know, like, kudos to him. It's an incredible cinematic feat and something that will never be done again. He's doing it again. And I, I can't decide, like, what what is 20 years supposed to be more impressive? I mean, I guess technically it is. But whenever I see it, I'm just going to be like, it's already been done, right? Yeah. I mean, I, so I'm not...
1: I'm not excited about this. I don't think boy, uh, hot take. I did not like boyhood.
0: Ooh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. That's a scorching hot take. I thought it was kind of boring. Hmm. it's <laughs> right. That's right in my soul. Kirk. Like it was cool to
1: see them actually just naturally yeah, very cool. age. Yeah. But overall I was just like, eh, I could, I could, I could go without seeing this movie mm. and have a happy life. And I know Patricia Arquette won the Oscar. She like, did. That's great. Good for her. Happy for her.
0: Yeah, good Ethan Hawke uh, performance there, too.
1: I love Ethan Hawke. I'm always rooting for him. Yeah. But um, but no. I just, I'm yeah. not a fan. All right, well, well, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> so when I saw this, the cool thing about this is that the plot of what he's doing this with is from a musical called Merrily We Go Along, yes. which I believe is a Sondheim musical. It's a musical, Sondheim, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually takes place over 20 years. So it fits. It's kind of cool. Just, I
0: don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it could be really cool. I mean, I think we all agree it could be really cool. I think it. I think it does lose points for impressiveness just because it's already been done. Yes. And it's like we know, we know the drill. Like you record it over time. How do you sign on for a movie like this? I don't know, man. Because Ben Platt's in this, which I'm stoked about.
1: Which that's right, because he's an incredible performer, incredible singer, and yeah. he's a great actor too. Um, but like, what if you? Okay, worst case scenario. What if one of your actors dies? Oh, you're right throughout this 20 year process.
0: Well so then you have to write them out. I mean cuz that could happen. I mean life is fragile. Kurt. Yes. It <laughs> and, could. And 20 years is a long time. Like anything <laughs> could happen. Or what if, what if what if like in today's day and age what if they become like problematic? Yes. You know it comes at like heaven forbid like something comes out that like so and so is like a murderer. Oh my gosh. Like what do you do? I mean I guess you I guess you write them out but then your whole because this one is different. So with *Boyhood*, it was an original screenplay. Mm-hmm. It was a, so he could literally change the story as he goes. This is not that.
1: It's got its core canon.
0: Yeah, it's got characters that have a journey that they have to go through. They're expected to go through over twenty years, and you can't really deviate from that. It is very. I would proceed with caution, Mister. I think Latter. it's a risky, risky project. Who knows if it'll ever even actually make it to fruition? I mean. It's 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 always it was always shocking to me that Boyhood made it because there's just so many things that can go wrong. But with it being an original screenplay, with it being like a young kid who this is really his only acting gig, like it makes it more doable. But I mean, anything could happen over the net. Like, what if Richard Linklater just ticks Ben Platt off? And yeah, he's just like, no, I'm out. I'm not in. Goodbye. S-. I mean,
1: we may never see this movie. You have to recast him. Ooh, that'd be terrible, man. I don't. And after you know, I'm probably in about a year. We're going to forget that this is recording, and then in 20
0: years, we'll be like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, remember that Richard Linklater thing? We'll all be twenty years older. That's crazy. Yeah, and is the payoff really gonna be that good? It better be. I mean anything (laughs) no, but I mean like even from like a reaction perspective. Like if you're Richard Linklater and you spent twenty years Mm. working I mean, surely not like you're not working end to end twenty years, but you're working parts of a year every year for twenty years on this film. What if people are like, Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like how you, I feel like no reaction other than that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. We will never see like any reaction short of that has to be a disappointment for him.
1: It would be. It absolutely would be. Like me, like my reaction to Boyhood, I was like,
0: nah. I know Richard Linklater. <laughs> if he would listen to that, he's probably like, oh no. It. He probably might. He might just keel over. I don't know.
1: He's gonna come find me and hurt me or something, but. It's it's a big endeavor. I don't know if it'll pay off. The, the other thing, you should have kept it a surprise. Yeah, I, that would have been cool. That would have been cooler. I don't think we really knew about Boyhood.
0: We didn't, but it's also like, I think like some people knew and cared about it, but also in this day and age, like how do you keep anything a secret? You can't. It's kind of what sucks. <laughs> you yeah. know, like social media is good for so many things, but bad for so many things as well. So I guess I won't hold that part against him, but
1: the rest of it, I'm just weary. I don't know
0: yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes it, it's definitely going to be interesting
1: good luck mr Linklater. i hope you also survive 20 years i mean yes you're
0: no you're no
1: spring chicken i mean i don't know how old you are but come on this 20, 20 years is a
0: big commitment that's crazy uh yeah so godspeed but and, good luck and I, I do wish luck. you all the best of luck all right um last piece of of uh what's popping news um is a bit of is a bit of a downer it was reported that early on sunday september 1st morning kevin hart Um, the famous comedian and actor was involved in a serious car crash. He is, um, he suffered some injuries to his back, but is not in critical condition, not expected to have like, I I mean, we don't know if it's going to be long-term injuries or anything like that. They just said major back injuries, but, but he's, he's alive. He is, you know, somewhat well to the point where he was able to get out of the vehicle and get help for the rest of the people involved. Um, so we wish Kevin Hart the best. Um, hopefully a speedy recovery and hopefully not, no long-term health issues, but definitely a, a big scare that we got on Sunday morning.
1: Definitely. We need him for Hobbs and Shaw too as a bigger character.
0: Yeah, we love Kevin Hart. We want him to we want I mean I know he's he has a bit of a a bit of a checkered past and has had some some things go on in his personal life, but you know, he's he was he gives us some really fun performances and some really good stand-up comedy. I for one am a fan of his stand-up. So That's right. Uh, feel better soon, Kevin Hart. All right. And with that, we are going to move into our game. Buy it, borrow it, burn it. Who wants to play a game? It's time for Hide and Seek.
1: Run, run, run. Time to run and hide. Run, run, run. And now I'm going to find. You scurry off into the darkness. Hurry, I'm behind you. Don't you?
0: All right, so let's do buy it, borrow it, burn it. We've got man, I love that song. The song from that. So that's that's the song from Ready or Ready or Not, the hide and seek song, and it's just got such a great vibe to it. I don't know if it existed before this movie. I don't think it did, but it just really sets the tone. It gives you that like spooky. It's it's like one of those like like period songs that's like creepy for no other reason than it's old. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Like it has an
1: old sound to it. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? The Boy Meets World Halloween episode. Dude. Where they're trapped in the school where Sean has a dream. Yes. And the, the song's playing over the PA, and it's like, here's a chain, here's yes, a gun. Yes, yes. We'll have
0: fun for everyone. Dude, exactly. That's exactly it. It's like, too, it's like Cheery, but they're singing about dark subject matter. Yes. That's what, I mean, those kinds of songs just, it gives you the, gives you the heebie-jeebies a little bit, and it's like perfect in a movie like this. Absolutely. And perfect for this game. Mm-hmm. So inspired by Ready or Not. We are gonna play our game, buy it, borrow it, burn it. Who would like to go first? Would you like me to go first? And by me going first, I mean me read you my list of movies that you can decide on? Yes. Okay. First first movie.
1: Ready. Or not.
0: Would you buy buy, borrow, or burn solo, a Star Wars story? Buy it. Buy it. Okay. I a quick would one. buy
1: it. I think I do own it. Yes, I do. I do. I do own it. Okay, good. Big fan.
0: Yeah. All right, next one. Kung Fu Panda. Mmm. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda?
1: I saw it in theaters. Okay. Kung Fu Panda. Well, yeah, okay, gotcha. With my buddies. Um, I would probably borrow it because I do love it. It's good. Okay. But I don't necessarily think it's like uh, one of the, like the the most classic movies that you could replay over and over again. It'd yeah. be for my kids.
0: Did you hear the bit about where Tarantino was like Kung Fu Panda stole my movie? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. like he basically said that, which is such a funny like such a classic Tarantino thing to do. He was like Kung Fu Panda stole the kill bill plot line. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was like I mean, I could kind of see where you're coming from with that, but at the same time like it's Kung Fu Panda. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I remember when Jack Black had to break out of that coffin uh, just with one fist <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. The one inch <laughs> punches. I totally remember him just it slaughtering. Yeah,
0: when Kung Fu Panda got buried alive, uh <laughs> was Po is that the, is that the name of it? So. Okay yeah good, borrow good one there uh uh quentin okay next one up this is a this is an interesting one drive which is the ryan gosling film
1: i would buy that in a heartbeat yeah
0: good one all right next one 50 50 with joseph gordon levitt and seth rogan buy it okay lots of buys yes all right I, La- i'm a big movie collector my
1: wife if she's listening to this she's like no, please don't please don't buy it. That's on Netflix. That's on Prime. That's on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you have enough mo- I have 3 cases of movies that I'm trying to reorganize right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm getting to the point now where I'm like I just like to have the trophies yes (laughs) you know like i want the digital copy and it's to the point where like movies that i own i will go buy the digital copy just so i can have it absolutely before digital was a thing and jackie's like why don't we just buy all the digital copies i was like because i like to look at it on my shelf
1: Mm -hmm. is that so much to ask that's right and we've talked about this off pod about the movie apocalypse someday when let's call it judgment day with skynet you know that they're all the digital movies are just going to be deleted out of nowhere yes and then you won't have any yeah one
0: day movies anywhere just goes dark yes just gone or or all the like the wi-fi in the world is gone (sighs) just imagine well i mean that'd be chaos we'd be dead within hours our
1: podcast would be dead (laughs) as well
0: (laughs) yeah that's worst case scenario it is um so yeah, it's a good point. I'll use that argument next time. It's like why are we just why don't we just buy the digital copy instead of spending $30 on the ultra HD 4K box. That's right, you're planning for the digital apocalypse. Yeah, it's, sure. It's I'm a doomsday prepper. That's right. Okay, next one up, Labyrinth.
1: Oh, that's a No, that's an easy one. I'm going to buy that. Okay, I'm okay. going to buy it. I was that was <laughs> like
0: I was snuck that in there as like a a test of our relationship and I was like if he says burn it, I'm going to lunge across the table. <laughs> It's, it's truly a bizarre film, but one that everyone must see at some point in their life.
1: What blows my mind about that film is that it's Jennifer Connolly. Like, mm-hmm. she has been in so many monumental roles, but you don't, like, she's an A list actor. She's an incredible actress, but
0: you just don't think about her all the time. But then she shows up and you're like, yes, it's Jennifer Connolly. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, she's, just, she's just fantastic. I agree. Buy it. Shout out Snowpiercer TV show that's coming out with Jennifer Connolly. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Next one up. Cars 3. I mean, Cars 2 is an easy burn it, right? Easy. In a heartbeat. That's a burn.
1: In a heartbeat. You know what? We do own this, but if I had the chance to go back, Mm -hmm. I would borrow it. Correct. I would borrow it. That's
0: actually the correct answer. (laughs) <laughs> perfect
1: you checked the score, the grading yeah actually sheet over there.
0: there's actually a i have a rubric that i'm grading you on <laughs> oh gosh okay um just kidding but seriously Bio. okay next next one i haven't burned anything yet no not yet i'm i'm hoping there will be at least one i'm burn gonna burn
1: him. something I, the next one we'll just see what well happens.
0: you've got four left so just keep that in mind okay next one indiana jones and the temple of doom oh i thought you were gonna say
1: Kingdom crystal. of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I would have I almost jumped the gun and just said burn, burn it when it. you said Indiana other. Burn it was
0: but this is I think I think Temple of Doom is kind of like the controversial film out of the first 3, right? Um I feel like that's the one cuz I I have always been high on this movie but I feel like a lot of people don't like it.
1: So Temple of Doom is number 2 in the series. Yeah. It's crazy dark. Um I'm buying it. I want the whole Indiana series even Crystal Skulls. I'd probably just hide it in my organization whatever if it's in a storage bin or whatever and just not let it see the light of day, but I would buy. I'd buy it.
0: You'd buy it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm checking the uh, Rotten Tomato score on that because I do feel like it is like a controversial one. So, wow. I don't know.
1: Man, that's the one that I remember even more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think I watched Temple of Doom more, which makes no sense cuz I watched these all when I was really young against, sh- you know, different I times. mean,
0: it's got no, it's got 80s across the board. Both both Tomato meters 85 and then audience scores 81. So maybe I'm just, I've heard a lot of people trash this movie though. When he rips
1: that heart out of his chest, man.
0: I just like the opening scene of Temple of Doom. Um, I like when the kid is pulling in the rickshaw and it's that Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. That's you know, right. that's a really fun thing. When he rips the heart out of that guy's chest. That's wild. Horrifying. Yeah, I I mean I've seen this movie a billion times, but but I'm you glad. get the
1: Donkey Kong minecart ride. I know the, that that's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah,
0: I think I've I've definitely for no explicable reason. Maybe it was on TV a lot. Temple of Doom, like maybe more so than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Probably because Raiders is sort of like the favorite one. Like that's the consensus.
1: That's what they they play out at uh, at Disney World all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. The Aristocats. Buy it. Okay. The Hurt Locker.
1: Hmm. I haven't burned one yet.
0: It's okay. There's a very burnable last movie. Okay, I think, great. I, think
1: I, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'd borrow Hurt Locker. I have tried to watch that movie several times. Tried to watch it on Netflix a long time ago. It expired. Like, they, uh, they dropped it, but then they brought it back, and I tried to watch it again. I had to start from the beginning because I forgot what happened, and... I'm going to borrow it so I can finish it first to make my yeah. decision.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, last movie. And it's a big one. Burn it. Well, <laughs> dude, come on now. Batman and Robin. This is Burn the- <laughs> it with fire. Kill it with fire. <laughs> this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze. This is the nipples on the Batsuit movie. Oh, burn it. No That's question a- asked. Okay, good. No question asked. That is a softball to throw at you at the end. Thank okay. you.
1: Thank you. I only burned
0: one. You only burned one. I th- I tried to choose movies that were like, good but like not everybody thinks they're good mm-hmm. and some of them are weird and some of them like you like it but like would you want to watch it multiple times
1: you know <laughs> i feel like most of my list i made for you might be burnable
0: <laughs> okay great that's <laughs> but, good i like fire <laughs> <laughs> but some of them might
1: be uh what's it called uh like guilty pleasures and so yeah, i know i'm see. a
0: big guilty pleasure guy
1: there's one in here that i'm really interested if you've seen because this is a movie that's deep within my heart here we go you ready buy it Borrow it or burn it, Cam. Okay, ready, ready. The Kitchen.
0: Oh, that's a burn. (laughs) Burn it.
1: Just wanted to get you warmed up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's an easy one. I smashed that one out of the park.
1: Next one. A Little Princess.
0: What is that? Oh,
1: man. That's the one that's dear to my heart. What is that? (laughs) It's this beautiful movie. It's about a girl... Her father goes off to war and she was put in foster care. Okay. And they believe her father dies at war. And so she's put in this foster care. She was like treated really well because her dad had a lot of money. Well, now they can't pay for her in this in this strange kind of foster care. It's in Britain somewhere during some war. And uh, so then she like gets treated poorly and she becomes like a maid to all the other girls. It's right. all girls. Sc- it's it's awesome.
0: Okay. I'll borrow that. I'll for let sure. you borrow it from me because yeah, yeah. I own it. Can I borrow it? <laughs> yes, That you would be can. great. Okay, great. <laughs>
1: I love that movie. Next, Armageddon.
0: Buy it. Yes. That's a buy. Absolutely. I love I love it. Love it.
1: The Aerosmith.
0: Oh song. man. It's that movie gives me lots of feels. Yes. It's just epic is the best word to describe it. And it's, Michael Bay. Yeah. Michael Bay, <laughs> baby. Aquaman. Okay, I did not see Aquaman in theaters. So I would probably borrow it cuz I know that I need to see it. It's on HBO, so I need to just like bite the bullet and watch it. I don't love that character. I know that Aquaman is kind of like the red-headed stepchild of all superheroes, like everybody's always trashing Aquaman, and <laughs> I don't really think that about Aquaman. I just have never read an Aquaman comic that I actually like. Yep. And the Justice League just left such a sour taste in my mouth for all of those DC movies. Nothing against Jason Momoa or um, who was the director of the movie? James no Wan. Clue. Yeah, no nothing against either of those guys. Mm-hmm. I'll borrow it. I can honestly tell you that I think I probably won't like it. I know that I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but there's a there, it's not likely. Yep. So I'll, I'll borrow it to watch it once.
1: That's a good take. Um, did In the comics, doesn't Sue Storm marry Aquaman? Is that correct? Or no, that's two different camps. Never mind. So yeah. Who does she marry? Does she marry
0: Namor? I don't know switching key. I thought she married someone under the sea. We'll have to look that up. Sorry. There's so many different timelines that it's like hard to keep it together. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay.
1: Beautiful. Next one up. Happy Gilmore.
0: Oh, buy it, <laughs> dude! That movie is fantastic. There, there's are some, there are some scenes in that that are like some of the funniest things ever to happen on film. Absolutely. The the scene where he that kid goes into the batting cage and <laughs> takes the the baseball. Like straight in the gut, it's incredible. <laughs> I love it.
1: One of my all-time favorite moments is when he gets that caddy, that albino white-haired kid, and he he messes up something. He's like, well, <laughs> "Where are we on that one, Dip?" And he
0: yeah. <laughs> <gets> <laughs> and when he when he like chokes out his caddy. <laughs> yes. Oh man, it's so good.
1: <sighs> wonderful, wonderful. Next one, Zodiac.
0: I would borrow it okay because it's horrifying and not like it's so good it's so so good so i'm i would never not buy it because of the quality of the film because it's really good Mm -hmm. but there is a scene in that movie that shook me to my core and for that reason i don't think i'll ever watch it again yep even though i know that it's really really good is it the scene where it's the one in the park I was that's the exact one I think of seeing people get brutally murdered stabbed to death in broad daylight senselessly oh yeah just horrifying murder is always senseless
1: but these are just random targets oh man
0: oh yeah it gives me the heebie-jeebies so yeah borrow I will I will probably never watch it again perfect I
1: agree (laughs) good mystic river
0: Ooh, I'll buy that That I would buy mystic river yeah
1: if I were grading you you you'd be spot on okay 100% right now good 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 mystic river tim robbins get it sean penn as well so many people emmy rossum is in that as well yeah
0: isn't isn't that the one that is like one of the big connections to kevin bacon
1: mm. is he in that he is in that he yeah a that's detective.
0: that's one of the ones that is like people get people there. get really close to on the seven degrees or six degrees to kevin bacon because of that film
1: because there's so many other people that they could be. and so many part people
0: with so many ginormous like acting credits yes you know like tim robbins has been in so much stuff and there's like a bunch of other people that fit that bill and so they kind of like spread the kevin bacon connection that way
1: yes now aubrey has a connection because she was an extra in a film with tim robbins yeah and tim robbins to kevin bacon the lucky ones right yes that is correct so she was an extra she was on an airplane there's an airplane scene and she she was sitting in it while it was filmed and that's her that's her six degrees there you go Fantastic. I'm almost done.
0: How many do I have left?
1: Ten. No, just kidding. Three. Okay, okay. Seventeen again with Zach Efron. Oh, um. And Leslie Mann.
0: Mmm. Mm. <laughs> That's a tough one, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go borrow it.
1: Borrow it, okay.
0: Because sometimes you're in the mood for something like that. It's a little bit of a guilty pleasure one. It
1: also has I don't I can't remember her name uh the actress who plays Jan from The Office is in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can borrow it from me because I own this movie okay, as Okay, yeah, well. I'll borrow it. I'll borrow <laughs> it. A lot of these I own. Um, Angel Has Fallen.
0: Oh, I'm going to burn that. <laughs> All of the Has Fallen movies just look so bad. And, I again, I haven't seen any of them, but with pretty high, like, pretty high certainty i can pretty much guarantee that i'm not gonna like i was looking for the the word was that confidence interval or something like that that was <laughs> one, like, within a 95 percent confidence interval i probably won't like any of those has fallen movies yep nothing against morgan freeman who else is in that gerard butler yes youch not to Sorry, be confused
1: gerard. with white house down and those sequels which is super right confusing.
0: different but yes yeah, because this is olympus has fallen mm-hmm Is this only the second one?
1: No, it's the third, but I have no idea. London has fallen? London. (laughs) Yeah. Forgot about London when it fell.
0: I just saw the trailer, and it was like Morgan Freeman fishing in a boat, and like a (laughs) giant plane fell out of the sky, and I was like, okay. Yes. (laughs) I've seen enough here.
1: (laughs) Uh, Last one. Sharknado. Burn it. All righty.
0: Yeah, I'm burning that. I... I didn't really understand the hype for that. Maybe I'm just, like, no fun. Maybe I'm, like, (laughs) just, like, no fun at all. But I think it was, like, one of those things that everybody who thought Sharknado was, like, really funny and fun to talk about on social media also never saw it. Yes. Because if you watch it, you're like, man, this is truly terrible. (laughs) Yes. And it was one of those things that, like, the joke went too far because then there were, like, a bunch of Sharknado sequels and it's like, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they go to space in, like, the fifth one or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, come on. (laughs) I'm burning that. I saw the first two. I wanted I wanted to believe that I could be on that hype train with those people. No.
0: I know. I know. It, it seemed like a lot of fun. And the idea is certainly hilarious in its own. Like, I think it's just one of those funny things. But it almost, like, became too real. Yes. Like, it, it would have been better as one of those things that, like, came out under the radar and nobody knew about it for, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then somebody discovered it and, like, tweeted it out and was like, oh, my gosh, dude, <laughs> did you guys know there's this thing called Sharknado? Like, that would have been the perfect thing. Yes, but instead, it like it, it just felt too much like a publicity stunt and all this, all those things.
1: Exactly, excellent, excellent choice. All right, I'm done. There it is, guys. Ooh, pressure's off. Buy it, borrow it, or burn it.
0: Yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions for movies you think you can throw our way, and you want to know if we would buy it, borrow it, or burn it, send it over. It, it. I would. I would caution you against sending over your favorite movies ever because you <laughs> might get your feelings hurt. Just a. <laughs> that's just a uh, disclaimer there, but. It's a fun game. I can play it all day. I'll just I'll just go to Netflix and start reading stuff at you, Kirk, after the pod. <laughs> perfect. Awesome. All right, and that brings us to our movie review, which this week is a scary movie. Ooh. Ready or not? And I am, dude. I am a total wuss when it comes to scary movies. Um, I'm right there with you. And we're in scary movie season. And I went to this movie by myself. I went on Sunday morning, so like not exactly the scariest setting. It was like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and they were like. Four other people in the theater. (laughs) I was the only person who was by myself in the theater, and I was like, "Man, I really hope I don't embarrass myself in front of these four people by like screaming (laughs) at a jump scare or something like that." I was just waiting for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I went at ten thirty at night.
0: I think. Yeah, so that's good because you have to walk to your car after. Yes. So if you see a scary one, it might it might get you a little bit better. I was. I will tell you that I went when I got home. I went to the bathroom
1: and i did pull back the shower curtain did you <laughs> yeah i did did you yeah 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 that's a
0: good sign that's a good sign it means you got a little bit of a you got a little bit of a scare in you
1: i did and i i thought of you not because i was going to the bathroom but when i pulled <laughs> I pulled back the curtain i was like oh man got to talk about this
0: dude i'll never forget i saw one of the paranormal activities by myself and those movies jackie can watch those movies straight face and like almost laugh at them <laughs> those movies horrify me <laughs> i mean absolutely so so scary and i i had to walk to my car afterward i didn't think i was gonna make it i was like well i guess i live at the movie theater now i (laughs) i I don't know man it's just it it really shook me and none of it happens like outside so i really should be more scared in my house but uh yeah this this movie i will say on like a scale from one to pee your pants was like a two yeah like i think i jumped one time um so yeah, not not too scary. It didn't shake me. I was able to leave and get to my car safely afterwards. Yeah.
1: So if you're looking for a scary movie, and same, if you're looking for a scary movie that will give you just the right amount of adrenaline, but not like scar you for life, this
0: is the one. That's why I thought this was such a good Halloween movie. Not only did it have like the Halloween vibes, but it totally felt like okay, next Halloween I could see myself throwing this on. You know, Jackie and I watching it just for just for funsies. Definitely. All right, let's do our tweet synopsis. I want you to go first this time. Okay, here I go.
1: <clears throat> on the happiest day of their lives, Grace and Alex share both their wedding day and a deadly game of hide-and-seek, rooted in a long, sadistic history of family traditions. Follow Grace on her journey to fitting in with her new in-laws, as
0: well as running
1: for her life.
0: Dude, that might be your best synopsis ever. Thank you. I really liked that. I was, I was like on the edge of my seat during that. I've seen this movie. Yes. It was good. The voice... Everything. Thank Great. you. Um, mine's going to pale in comparison to that, but I'm just going to go for it. Do it. Newlywed Grace marries into the Ladamas board game dynasty and soon finds herself as the target of a deadly game of hide and seek. With no one she can trust and no way out, she must survive until dawn.
1: Oh, that was perfect.
0: Yeah. Really sets the tone. It, it, it's, it brings up a good point, too, about this movie, um, which is that it's really hard to explain yes if you get too in the weeds with the description it kind of falls apart i feel like
1: <laughs> yes i will say that they do a great a really great job at the exposition of this and yes. setting the the audience up and the characters up for what's going to occur um but yeah telling it outside of that without seeing it they do it they do
0: such a good yeah. job you can't replicate. <laughs> i went home and i was and jackie was like what's this what was the movie about and I was like, well, and I was stumbling over my words and like couldn't put it together. And I was like, I know, I know it sounds dumb, but it's like it's not, it's not dumb. Trust me. And it's not like whenever you watch it, it makes sense mm-hmm. and it feels very good. It feels, it feels right. So, um, with that, hopefully our synopses made sense. Um, and uh, yeah, you can you can take those for what they're worth. But let's go into and the Oscar goes to. Kurt, kick us off.
1: I'm gonna go with. Samara weaving. Mm, this was a good one. this was her movie this was her film she plays grace she is an australian born actress um we've seen her. we haven't seen her in too many things but she did have like 300 episodes on some australian based tv show oh which, really kudos to her which is probably why she seems like such a polished actress on screen yes she does yeah and no australian in her voice traceable whatsoever so nailed an american accent if you you know whatever that is to anybody else but americans and i really enjoyed her throughout there were lots of just real moments lots of things that you would do as a bride on your on your wedding night and how you would react to the crazy things that were happening the joy of being a bride and she really she really had a lot of variety throughout
0: yeah yeah i also went with samara samara weaving um relative of of hugo weaving i believe that's her what yeah true story i looked it up because i was like that's like her name i was like well she has to be she's an actress no wonder
1: she's so great yeah i
0: mean that's uh that's pretty big big shoes to fill but i mean she's she's really good
1: and no wonder her in a, in a good way no wonder her face is kind of angular now hugo weaving has an angular face he does and she has a very she doesn't have like a man face but it's they're like her nose is pointy yeah and she looks just like margot robbie which she is crazy. looks
0: exactly like margot robbie <laughs> i mean exactly if they put those two next to each other, I'm not sure that I could point to which one was Margot Robbie. No chance. It's absolutely insane. And I, I must have looked at the poster like four times and been like, okay, so like where's Margot Robbie's name? Because that's clearly her. Yes. It looks just like her.
1: I want a movie that's like based on a true story that has them playing twins. Yes. That's what I want next.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. Because
1: she was so good. We know Margot Robbie's fantastic
0: it's it's insane
1: if you haven't seen uh pick the poster for this or the trailer for this look at it and try to say that she doesn't look like Margot it's, Robbie. it's it's bonkers that's crazy that she's and she's australian
0: you, but... margot robbie's australian too
1: oh my gosh this maybe, is wild
0: maybe margot robbie is like a long lost relative of hugo weaving oh my gosh wouldn't well, that be interesting we just we you heard it case. here first you heard it here first <laughs> if it happens you heard it here first okay credit us credit us in all your tweets
1: what if what if she yeah what if she what if they are twins and they were separated, separated at, birth. at birth
0: maybe we make that movie kirk that's it let's go pitch it well the, let's well so let's write it and then let's pitch that movie to hollywood executives like um uh, like next week or something my mind is spinning right now i know <laughs> could be it could be you never know kirk Woo. australia is a small country i mm-hmm. think continent
1: yes both <laughs>
0: it's both <laughs> you never know you never know but they they look too similar to not be related i'll just say that i agree um yeah she was incredible. And this, I think what was most impressive about her, um, a lot of things were really impressive about her, but this movie has a really refined sense of humor. It's one of the things that kind of catches you out of the gate. Like the way that they get you to laugh is in a very like polished and I, I don't want to say mature. It's, it's not the right word, but it's just like, it's not just like funny haha stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it's really well done. Like well-timed swear words and just like really good timing and her comedic timing is like money yes um so i thought that was super impressive about her and overall the performance i mean if she if her performance was flat this whole thing falls apart um it was far from that and and she really actually made the movie
1: because she's no damsel in distress Uh, yeah no (laughs) No way (laughs) definitely not yeah she she takes control so yeah you're absolutely right
0: all right Let's move on to Scene Stealers. Who's your Scene Stealer, Kirk? Got to go with her husband, Alex, Mark O'Brien. Yeah, he gave us a really good performance. I loved him. You know,
1: I I went back and forth with these two on Best, uh, and the Oscar goes to and Scene Stealer. Had to go to Samara because it's her story. And Mark comes in in a lot of different scenes and just shows us so many different sides to his character and what he's struggling with and what he wants his needs his cho- just his acting choices we saw mark o'brien haven't he's been in a lot of things but not at the front of everything he was in arrival as one i think he was a captain and we see him on the alien ship right yeah behind, yeah um, right behind amy adams in that film so mark o'brien I'm, I'm a big fan like i hope he gets so many more roles after this i, I loved every minute i of think
0: them. i think we will see him more i think we will see him more and and what's so good about this character is this whole movie is about trust and like who you can trust and who you can't trust and it's kind of like a very fluid thing throughout the movie which makes it very interesting and he plays it super well. He's he's really tough to read um pretty much the whole time and gives a gives a really fun performance and um just he he steals scenes. You he know does. when he when he's on the screen you're like you're really drawn to him because he he gives you a really good performance. So that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Adam Brody who played his brother Danny mm-hmm. And, um, this character was interesting because I think he comes across as a horror movie trope, you know, like a lot of the characters in this movie were, I think intentionally like kind of token characters that you see in horror films. Mm -hmm. And he played the very like apathetic, like doesn't care about anything kind of guy, but his character was so much more than that. And, he, I, I noticed that he actually elevated other actors' performances when they shared scenes together, which is always something that I look for because there is there are some performers in this movie um, that overact a little bit. And in, in certain, at certain points, it, it kind of takes the vibe out of a scene. It's, it's rare, but it does happen. It's not consistent. Um, but whenever Adam Brody is in a scene with some people, they, they tend to give a really good ensemble perform, performance, and I think it's just because he sets the tone so well there's one point where he um gets screamed at by his dad and he just like handles a very cool calm collectively like his like his character would and mm-hmm. it like sets the tone for the whole the whole scene and makes it really impactful so adam brody he was in gilmore girls he played yes. he played um the love interest of one of the characters and as soon as i saw him i was like man it was like seeing an old friend that you haven't seen in a long time i was like <laughs> where do i know this guy from and uh that you know, I was like, Oh, get more girls. So yeah. yeah I
1: love I really do love Adam Brody and I always almost say Adrian Brody when I say his name. Not related anyway. Is he? Oh well maybe he is.
0: <laughs> we should I'll, I'll look it up. Keep talking. <laughs> he might
1: be. Uh he was also in the O. C big show of the 90s or oh early 2000s <laughs> what you say that famous <laughs> <laughs> series <Yes>. ending <laughs> that i've never seen uh he was also in the in shazam uh for a really cool role and i'd love to see more of him i think he's fantastic um if you're a this is a for my theater fans out there if you're a big neil LeBute fan he's a playwright he also uh, transformed some of his plays into films There's a movie called Some Girls, which is a great play. I haven't seen him in it, but Adam Brody plays the lead on that. Do we know if he's related yet?
0: No. Okay, good. No, not related. So you were correct. They don't really look alike. It's just No, they don't. If they were closely related, I think we would know because Adrian Brody has a very distinct look about him. Yes. And Adam Brody is somebody that if you've seen him in something, you recognize him right away. So both kind of distinctive looks. Like they could be married in, but there's no way
1: that they're blood. Right. Okay.
0: Good call. All right, let's go to Showstoppers. Kirk, what was your Showstopper?
1: My Showstopper, this is a movie about um, light and darkness, mm. straight up. And when you, you, when you either trust someone or you can't. You can trust them, you cannot, like you said, Cam. And they played this beautifully. So as expected in any kind of like Halloween horror movie-esque thriller, it's going to be dark a lot of the time. And they're playing hide-and-seek. So there's a lot of darkness in this movie because you're hiding a lot. But they use such good moments of light. Um, the introduction uh, of uh, several characters, you see the light on them. Some are a little bit brighter, some are a little bit dimmer. It's so perfectly done. These directors, they're like a directing uh, like friends. They've done several... Um, kind of horror films together, and they really nailed it with this one. I noticed it from the first like five minutes. This light and darkness, yeah. And I, I, just applaud them. It was, it was wonderful to watch throughout. It was like it's like the house was its own character. The the lighting was its own character as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: they use it as a storytelling mechanism, um, which is really it. It shows you know. I thought the same thing. These guys don't have a ton of credits, mm-hmm. and actually, really nobody in this movie. Like this is kind of a movie full of. I mean, I don't want to say nobodies, but really it by like the standards of hollywood they are right um and so it was it was almost a little bit surprising if you did a little bit of research before the movie knowing you're going into a movie with mostly unpolished people to see a movie that was so polished and well executed i think that's sort of the theme of this whole movie is that from an execution standpoint it's really good checks all of the boxes
1: Absolutely. All
0: right, so for my showstopper, I'm going to go with the costume design. Oh, good um, choice. Which was incredible and once oh. again um really helps tell the story. So the the movie starts with a wedding and so everybody's in wedding attire, but you kind of see throughout the story and throughout the evening as all these things are happening um, the costumes are transforming and they're telling you things about each character. And there are a lot of characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, There's like 10 that you follow throughout the entire movie at all times.
0: Yeah. And I was reading that they created like, I think double digit numbers of the wedding dress that she's wearing because the wedding dress transforms as she goes through all of these horrific experiences. And as she is kind of like her character is evolving mm-hmm. and the wedding dress changes with her and it is a really, really cool storytelling tool And it's, I I will say like I, when I watch a movie, I rarely am drawn to stuff like that. Like my, my ideas of good production value and things that I pay attention to are more in terms of like the effects and, um, the cinematography and how the movie shot, but this was impossible to ignore and creating that seamless feel and aesthetic between the costume design, the lighting, the home, I mean, I will say set design. Yep um it that helps tell the story and it helps make this movie um excel
1: yep excellent at uh, the same I, I rarely notice costume design even when you can appreciate costumes later on this one caught your eye as you were watching it yeah for sure it
0: sure did okay and that brings us to you director shoes what would you have changed about this movie kirk not a whole bunch i really enjoyed this this
1: was great for the genre that it was in um the rules because the the movie is set on a plot based on a game and as you heard in Cameron's uh, synopsis is that they are a gaming family that's how they that's how they got their wealth and their riches is that the rules of the world of this movie were very solid i would say that by the end throughout they kind of wavered a little bit yeah uh they they did such a good job probably for the first i don't know how long this movie was hour 30 was it hour 30? Yeah.
0: Wow. Almost like right on the right on the dot.
1: That's fantastic. It felt longer, but not in a bad way, I yeah. would say. So I would say definitely the first half, everything was defined, refined, and had a good direction. And then right around after that 45-minute mark, they, they kind of wavered a little bit. And you could see what they did with how they stepped away from their, their strategy. Um, and there still were some very important character developments that happened in like 20 minutes of the film. And then they got back to exactly where they started. So... Um, I would say that I would have tightened up that middle section of the movie. um, And I think the, I think it would have raised my score for for it as well.
0: Yeah. That's a good call. Um, I can, I can definitely see that. I think my director's shoes, and this is going to sound shallow in nature, um, but I wish it was scarier. Yeah, I do because I think, I think it would, would have been more impactful in general um, because the scary force in this movie is kind of quickly turned into like a comedic tool. And, like, almost too quickly. Like, I, I think it was the right call to make them, like, to kind of dampen them a little bit by using a little bit of comedy. But I wish they would have kept, it, kept the horror aspect alive a little bit longer. Because you're quickly, like, you know, all these guys that are, like, hunting her down are, like, making jokes or, like, messing up and doing stupid crap. And, like, I don't know. It just kind of kills the effect and makes them not as scary as I think they should be. And so the fact that it was a two on the Peter Pan scale, (laughs) (laughs) ultimately, I think, makes the movie a little bit less effective. Not in a huge way, but in a noticeable way.
1: They almost did, all all roads lead back to the kitchen, they almost did uh, the same kind of mistake as them. They, They had these good actors in it, but they kind of let them improv and it seemed what improv and kind of milk comedic moments out of it. I think they let them run a little too long.
0: Yeah, ex- that that's exactly it because yeah. I don't want to say that the comedy in this movie is bad. I th- actually think it's one of its most effective devices, yes. but they overindulge themselves a little bit yes. for sure. Um, all right. So let's give some final thoughts and some scores. I I have to say, I think this movie is a really hard movie to score Yes. It, because when you, go, when you go back to it, there's so many different considerations, but I'm, I'm eager to hear what you have to say about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: so when we, as we've discussed all the time, when we score something, we're scoring it for the movie that it is, for the genre that it is, and this is a horror movie, film, flick, movie, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, its self-awareness gets a little out of out of whack, but they get back to it. Um, think like Scream. You know, Scream, they're very self-aware, but yeah. not to that level. It's got its own quirky world in, in the rules of, of what it's trying to do. So I'm going to go with 8.4 kernels.
0: 8.4. Yes. Got it. That's a good score. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a good point, man. I, I will say that the horror, horror genre is in a really good spot right now. Um, I think it's an underrated storyline that I don't hear very many movie pundits, if, if that's a thing. But people who talk about movies a lot, I don't hear people talking about kind of like the revitalization of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. We've got really good true horror films coming out, but we've also got these really, really creative filmmakers who are making movies like Get Out, you know, Jordan Peele's Get Out. Movies that are so much more than a horror film and, and tell really cool, unique stories. This definitely falls into that category for me. I will say my last criticism of this movie is that it did feel a little bit derivative, um, in the sense that it kind of feels like you took cabin in the woods, get out and you're next and smashed them together. Mm -hmm. Like we've had so many of those like movies that kind of flip you on your head and, and, kind of kill your expectations and give you something else that there it's now starting to feel a little bit copycatish, which is not a bad thing. Again, it shows that like people are learning from it. They're like embracing this genre. And I think that it's good, but there are times where I'm like, there were more than a few moments in this movie where I like, I've seen this before. Yep. You know, I've seen this movie before. I've seen this bit before. Um, I've seen this character before. So at times it felt like it took a little bit too much from those, mm-hmm. but, Overall the movie is really effective. I want more movies like this in the horror genre because I think that a little bit of diversity in the horror genre in terms of like the direction of films is good. Yes. Um it's better than having like you have your slasher movies and you have your supernatural horror films and that's like it.
1: And all the sequels. Halloween twenty and yeah, know, Jason forty five. So yeah.
0: we need some good creative filmmakers who are bold enough to tell a story that, you know, may ultimately miss if you hit the audience the wrong way, but Um, cabin in the woods is a good example of that where, you know, even the name itself kind of is, um, kind of like bait to get you to go see this movie and then it's something totally different. Um, but no, I I thought that this movie was effective. And so for that reason, I'm going to give it a 7.7 out of 10 kernels. Love it. And I think it like got two points for the way that, like, I think it got a full two points for the ending. Yes. Um, and then it like lost a point for how hard it was for me to explain to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, it pays off really well, the payoff is really, really, really good. Um, so I'll just leave it at that, so as to not spoil anybody. But yep. I would recommend it. I would say go see it. Go see it for sure. Yeah, and it's a good way to start off scary movie season um, because it was a little bit of it was a little bit soft. I didn't I didn't quite get horrified. So I'm like, okay, I'm easing into it man, <laughs> because next week, man. We've got It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like looking up Triple uh, XL adult diapers on Amazon last night because I'm like <laughs> so scared of this movie. <laughs> Listen,
1: I have not seen the first It. I So I saw the Tim Curry version. Oh, dude. But I have not seen the Skarsgard It. And I'm I I'm, I will watch it before we go and see Her, this. Do but. not
0: watch it alone, man. Do not. <laughs> just just trust me on that one. Or if you're gonna do it, do it at 8 a.m. in the morning on a bright oh, day. Because like, yikes. I'm and scared. I I am obviously a wuss. So there are probably people who are like, oh come on, it's not. Dude, I got fear goosebumps on three separate occasions in that movie, and that is saying something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a grown man, and I was covering my eyes in the theater. Okay, <laughs> like I am so scared, and I've been like kind of slowly peeping the reviews on it chapter two just to see how scary people are saying it is and I'm, it's not looking good kirk
1: like so i don't want it to be anything like you know you hear those scary movies that people like have physical reactions where they throw up i really hope that doesn't happen to me i
0: don't think we'll go that far <laughs> um but we're definitely seeing it together so that we can scream okay. and um you know like grab each other, each other by the arm <laughs> and and you, you know. say
1: you're not scared, but listen. We went to Disneyland a few years ago together yeah. as a family, and we went through the Walking Dead.
0: Oh no, that was uh, Universal. Universal, yeah, side. yeah,
1: yeah, Universal Studios. Uh, <sighs> the, the Walking Dead kind of just haunted house thing, and I was gripping onto Cameron, using him as a shield, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like as the, every turn we went, and and uh, there was that one thing was point, dead serious. Oh man, I, I so I, you you talk how you're not how you're not uh, brave enough, but. Just oh, wait till you watch me watch that movie.
0: <laughs> we'll see. It should be a good time. I wish we could get a live react. I wish we could um, like strap a camera like a GoPro th- on our face and yes. they could watch us react to that movie live. I think we'd get kicked out of the theater for that, but I really wish people could see <laughs> how scared I'm going to be this movie because it's going to be bad. Yes. All right. Now then, our last game-themed section of the pod will be our top five. Perfect. Which based on... The plot revolving around hide and seek in this movie, I wanted to do top five childhood games. Um, And this can be anything. It can honestly be video games. It could be board games. It could be things. Whatever you did as a child that was super fun. It could even be hide and seek, even though we know that that's the subject matter of this movie. Right. All right. So let's break it down. Do you remember? I think I went first last week. Okay. So I think you go first this week.
1: Sweet. Let's do it. I got to go guess who.
0: Mm, that's a fun
1: one. I freaking love Guess yeah. Who. <laughs> I remember going up to Michigan at my grandparents' house, and my sister and I uh, were just bored out of our minds. We had watched Degrassi in the basement. We'd finished that marathon, right? And then we had watched whatever uh, with the family, and they were like, you know what? Let's bust out some Guess Who. Let's play yeah. this game. And lots of fun. Lots of fun. Love Guess Who.
0: It holds up it Mm -hmm. holds up it's a it's a lot of fun it really is um that's a good pick for my number five i'm gonna go with a real classic and one of the simplest games there ever was tag excellent i love tag tag with like i played tag at recess until i was probably in fifth grade Mm -hmm. and even then every once in a while you know you would add like certain elements to it like no tag backs and Mm -hmm. like once you're tagged, you have to like run to the other side of the playground and then come back before you could tag anybody else. Freeze just, tag, yeah, all that freeze stuff. tag, flashlight tag, so yeah. many variants. It's a good one.
1: I hate tag. I'm terrible at it, but I'm flashlight tag like
0: it. was not as fun as it sounds because it's a flashlight and it's really easy to tag people with it. Absolutely. You can move your hand really quickly. <laughs> tag, tag, tag. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna stand in this one spot. I'll get you all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my number four. Gotta go. Operation. Mm. also another you know board game s but man yeah. that game was so fun um found out my we busted it out for my son uh, a week or two ago and he's really good at it like yeah probably better than i am as an adult he's like really good at board games um i mean i might want to like enter him into some kind of board game competition but operation super fun all the crazy things that end up in that patient's body yeah that poor guy what a horrible he day he has a he name
0: doesn't he oh yeah he does I don't remember his name.
1: Neither do I. Just you know, he's just laying on the table with his red nose. <laughs> like <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Um, for my number four, I am gonna take Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And I know that Monopoly is like hated by a lot of people for how long that game is, but if you play it right, like I feel like it's it's fairly short. And you have to be here's the thing about Monopoly. Here's a little insider tip. You have to be absolutely bloodthirsty. And you have to swing for the fences. You have yeah. to take big risks. For, you have to buy every property that you come across, and then you have got to quickly turn those things into monopolies. You got to be trading. I mean, don't if you if you pull, slow play it and just go around the board a thousand times. Yeah, it takes a long time, but you got to you got to absolutely go for it. Right. No, no mercy in Monopoly.
1: The longest board game in the world. I love it though.
0: <laughs> I do. I love it.
1: What are we on? Three.
0: Three. Three,
1: two, one. Okay. I'm gonna this next one. It has a special place in my heart because as a child I was terrible at this game. Oh, a lot of these things go back to my sister cuz you play your board games and your whatever games with right. your, with your siblings, right? My sister roasted me on this game. One to one point so hard that I ended up in tears <laughs> as like a 7-year-old. Yeah. Uno.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
1: Uno. I remember she had like four draw fours. Reverse back to me. Reverse back to me. Uh, draw to you. Draw like she destroyed me. At Talk the-
0: about being ruthless. Yes. Yeah.
1: And she's three years older than me, so what's that? What's that destiny? That's my sister, Destiny. Yeah. Like, j- but she was really good, and now I look at it and I laugh really hard about it. <laughs> and, that
0: game is that game is for the bloodthirsty. Yes, you hold that that draw four, and you're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, you think you're about to win? <laughs> Get ready, bud. This this one's coming right at you. Uno,
1: oh yeah, bam, <laughs> <laughs> draw four, <and> change <laughs> color. <laughs> That's
0: right. Oh man, Uno, and then there was like all the Uno variants. Yes. That Uno attack, is that the one where it spits the cards at you? Yes. Oh my gosh. Where you have
1: like no say on what's coming at you and how many it's cards. It's just chaos. You can get like 30 cards or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that was invented by someone who really hates humanity yes. and wants us to all be sad and fight each other. <laughs> okay. What are we on now? I two. Did I go first? You went first. So you're on number three. I'm on number three. Yep. Man, wow, we're really good at this. Math. Okay, this is a... I got a couple weird ones to close this out here. Okay. I'm going to pick 500 slash jackpot. Did you ever play this game? What is that? Okay, so there was this game called... um, You could call it jackpot. You could call it 500. You could call it 1,000, whatever. The general premise is one person has a ball. It can be like a Nerf football or like a racquetball or a tennis ball. They throw it in the air and they scream some sort of points number. Yes. Like 100 points, and then you battle to the death to try to catch the ball or get the ball, and then if you do, you get that many points. And once you get to 500, you get to be the thrower. That is an
1: excellent choice. I forget what we called it. We played that in PE as well. Yeah, Love that game.
0: Yeah, and what's what's hilarious about this game is that it's just like totally nonsensical. <laughs> um, like you can be like, <laughs> like if you're if somebody's at like 400 points, you can toss the ball like 30 feet in the air and just scream mystery box, <laughs> and somebody catches it and you're they're like, what what's in the mystery box? And you're like bankrupt zero, That's you have zero <laughs> points. <laughs> That's right. I remember. <laughs> and I think for the, for games like that, like outdoor games as kids, the element of chaos is something you just can't under you underestimate you have to have it it's something that makes it so fun
1: that is such a good pick i love yeah. that and when so you're much. done
0: throwing you just you just yell jackpot you know whatever 5,000 or 500 and whoever catches it gets to take your spot it's mm-hmm. a good time
1: awesome 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 my number two this one has to be because also because of my kids um again my son could beat me in any single uh, <laughs> board game whatsoever <laughs> And we don't, even, we don't even let him cheat. You know, like when they're younger, you're like, oh, whatever. You know, like, well, we'll, we'll let this pass. No. He is genuinely good at all board games, and he genuinely beats me and Aubrey. Mm. Um, and then my daughter Edie started playing with us, too. Super fun. Candyland.
0: Oh, all man. All-time classic fave. Also, there is a huge element of randomness to that. Oh, no, my gosh. No skill involved. And yet, to your point, the same person seems to win. Yes. I don't know how that works. Because, again, you're just drawing cards. And,
1: and you mix them up. Yeah. and you get grandma nut when you're all the way at the end and oh, you go yeah. shot back to the beginning yep terrible Brutal. terrible yeah, but you fun
0: you don't want to get grandma nut grandma nut you don't you don't want the molasses you don't want to get stuck in the molasses either that's tough no you're My- like so close to the promised land you're like oh man i'm going to get it i'm way ahead of these suckers and then you hit the molasses, and it's like it's over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's over.
1: My son likes to, when we're playing. If you land on one of the character cards that you don't stand out in the space, you actually go into the land right next mm, to. You. Yeah. So it makes it kind of like a fun little journey. Yeah,
0: you're like, ooh, I'm in the, you know, I'm I'm in the molasses swamp. This That's is right. Great. It's Mix a good the, pick. It's yep. a good pick. Thank you. Okay, so that was your number two. So my number two. Looking for your number two. I'm gonna go with another weird one. Captain Midnight. Okay, this sounds familiar, but what is it? Okay, so Captain Midnight works like this. It's it's, it's similar to like Simon Says or like uh, Red Light, Green Light. It's really similar to Red Light, Green Light. Mm -hmm. So one person is Captain Midnight, and they stand with their back to the rest of the players. The rest of the players start on a starting line. And you say, Captain Midnight, what time is it? And Captain Midnight says, it's 7 o'clock. And you get to take seven steps of any size. And your goal is to get to Captain Midnight before he detects you. Oh my goodness. And Captain Midnight, if if Captain Midnight says midnight, that means he turns around and chases you, and whoever he tags becomes Captain Midnight.
1: Do you play this at night, or does it matter?
0: You can play it at night, you can play it during the day. So, so the game basically is like, so let's say Captain Midnight says five, you know, five o'clock. I take five ginormous, monstrous steps towards Captain Midnight. Well, guess what? Next time we ask what time is it, he's going to hear... He or she is going to hear how close I am to them, mm-hmm. and then they can make a judgment call: mm-hmm. Is this person slow enough and close enough to me that I can catch them and tag them?
1: That's horrifying. It is. They used this, so I've never played that. However, it sounds very. They use a very similar game in the movie called The Orphanage, okay. which is a hor- This is a good movie to watch at, at a near Halloween. Horrifying absolutely horrifying oh, <laughs> no. Guillermo del Toro is an executive producer oh, of this film oh no it's all in Spanish El This is what is what the real title of it is and this the kids they play it and they knock on they stand by a door usually and uh, the kids are behind them anywhere anywhere in the house no sometimes. I don't like that and they go uno dos tres toca la pared so it's knock on the knock on the wall yeah, yeah. horrifying 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 but that's what that makes me think of
0: it's like that clapping game in the conjury. oh dude what in the world it's
1: exactly like that
0: Ugh. yeah i don't like that i don't like that one bit
1: i would play captain midnight and also need that adult diaper while i play yes (laughs) yeah
0: captain midnight it's a good one check it out
1: i love it okay number one number one all-time favorite game childhood heads up seven up heads up seven up yes yeah i mean when the teacher would say that in school when you were just like so tired and so exhausted and then the lights would go off and the teacher would say hey guys we're gonna play heads up seven up let's do it rainy day the class erupted it was so much fun you put your thumb up you put your head down and you're just like please touch my thumb i want to guess who this is (laughs) yeah it's it's so great
0: here's a little uh heads up seven up hack for you okay look at the shoes Ooh. i mean it's it's technically cheating (laughs) because you have your eyes open but your head is down that is true your head's down your thumb's up Somebody walks too close to you with their bright shoes. I mean, that's on them.
1: That's right.
0: Um, also, all time like second grade class clown move is to whenever they ask you who you thought pressed your thumb, you just say like random characters. That was my <laughs> that was my bit. Uh, just like oh, Mickey Mouse, and there was <laughs> ha ha You know, I love that. That's a good bit. So any any second graders out listening, whenever you play Heads Up Seven Up, just uh, give the class a little taste of that one. It's it's uh, it's sure to get a laugh for Th- sure. That's brilliant. All right, my number one, this was tough, this was tough. I had to go with Capture the Flag. Excellent. I love Capture the Flag because there's just like, I don't know, man, if you played on a big enough field or like in a big enough area where you can like creep around in the woods and like, we had this church camp that we would go to and we'd play Capture the Flag in this wooded area and it was intense. I mean, you were like fighting for your life. It was awesome. You like send decoys out, like somebody runs straight at the flag <laughs> and get to, sh- and it's like, all right, you take one for the team, you're in jail. We're gonna go around the outside. Oh, that's
1: brilliant! Yeah, I, I loved it. I don't think I was ever that militarized when I was that young to figure out capture the flag. Yeah, no, dude,
0: <laughs> capture the flag is incredible. I absolutely loved it. Nice. All right, that's our top five. I have lots of honorable mentions. Do you have honorable mentions? You know, I didn't make an honorable mention list, but I'm gonna hear yours. All right, I f- I'll fly through. Marco Polo. Yes kickball mm. just because kickball is not really an adult sport which i mean it should be i know that at a certain point it becomes everything's a home run but just make the field bigger right it's so so fun stretch it out um hide and seek obviously mm-hmm. okay th- i'm showing my true colors here a little bit <laughs> one we played this game called romans and christians in church yes <laughs> where you would like play in the church building And you'd shut off all the lights. And, like, the Romans were looking for the Christians. They had flashlights. If they saw you, you had to go to jail. There was, like, a Roman spy and a Christian spy. And -and so-and-so got caught. It was the end of the game. I don't know. It was, like, really fun.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really gets fun when you do it at other people's churches because then you don't know the layout. And you're just, like, the adrenaline is pumping.
0: It got to an absurd level at my church where I was, like, like people were getting in the ducks. Mm-hmm. Like They were actually opening the vents and climbing in the ductwork. <laughs> I was like, okay, level. I think we've taken this a little... Maybe we take it easy on the Romans and Christians for a little while.
1: I'm pretty sure that kids aren't allowed to play that anymore because it's uh, it, people get hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, because it's pitch black. <laughs> yes. And you're running... Yeah, I, I ran into many things. Like I would <laughs> run into all kinds of things. So it makes sense. Yes. Probably for the best. Okay, Jump the Brook. <laughs> Did you ever play this game? Did uh... I have the weirdest childhood <laughs> ever? <laughs> It sounds like I was raised on some like <laughs> cult, you know, colony. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so basically, the way this works is you have <laughs> two ropes, and you place them a certain distance apart, and everybody—it's like limbo game. Yes. Everybody takes turns jumping over the brook. Yep. And then you spread it out. If once everybody makes it past, if you step in the brook, if you hit the line, you're out. Yep. And whoever's whoever can jump the farthest wins. Is essentially how that works.
1: I think you just watched less TV than I did. You, yeah. You had more time for games than I was watching movies
0: i got three more honorable mentions do it duck duck goose yes red rover Ooh, yes. that's a violent one and i don't think kids can play that one anymore because people were getting like concussed Mm -hmm. like play red rover in the on the blacktop and you're just getting met with arms you're not strong enough to break through and you're just clothesline game over yep and then finally dodgeball Dodgeball, which again you can't play as adults because you'll probably kill somebody if you, you can throw. Dodge a wrench, you can dodge <laughs> a dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, um so yeah, that's that's a, that was a good top five. I like that one. I love it too. I was taking taking me way back, Kirk. Th-
1: thank you, Ready or Not, and all the everyone involved for allowing us to do that
0: today. Yeah, right after this, we're gonna get our, get some buddies and we're gonna go play uh, Captain Midnight.
1: <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, toca la pared.
0: <laughs> Horrifying. No, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching. You're that. watching it. I own it. Oh boy! All right, so borrow. <laughs> On that topic for next week's episode, we already said this. We're going to be watching It Chapter 2. Okay. Oh, Deep breaths. Deep breaths Kirk. We're going to make it through. Make sure you don't drink any liquids that morning. You know, it's like it's like when you get a colonoscopy, like no or get, when you get surgery. It's like no food or liquids for 24 hours prior to seeing this film. Mm-hmm. So we don't fear vomit or pee our pants. I think that's the goal that's in right. general. Um, my additional goal is to not embarrass myself in front of a crowded auditorium full of people um i can't can't guarantee that that's not gonna happen so i'm gonna scream like a little girl yeah it's gonna be bad um so we'll we'll get that one for you we need to like do something for our review where we can somehow quantify how scary the (laughs) movie is i think the one to pee your pants scale is good but we need something more refined
1: oh we'll we'll come up with something
0: yeah let's do that um another thing i want to mention before is a little bit of a shout out for um my friend mel and her wife kelsey who have a podcast called melly watches and if you guys like movies, this is a really fun take on a movie podcast where Kelsey has seen, like, every movie in the world. Like, I'm convinced that she's seen – it's it's stupid how many movies she's seen. Like, yes. she makes all these references to movies, and it's insane. Um, Mel's childhood was one where she was very much playing outside all the time and didn't watch a lot of movies. And so the whole concept of the podcast is, like, those two going back and watching movies from Kelsey's childhood and then Mel reviews it. It's hilarious. So, mm-hmm. highly recommend it. You can find those guys on Spotify. Nellie Watches. You'll have to check it out.
1: Also, shout out to Kelsey because she is on an ER endeavor to watch every episode yes. 1 through 15. Godspeed. So I fully support you. You're going to love it. It's going to be rough seasons 11 through mm. 15, but mm-hmm. man, stick in. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's 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 going to be a long road, but uh, Kirk's done it, so it can be done. I believe in you. All right. Finally, last thing, and this is a really exciting one, Kirk. Mm-hmm. Popcorn for Breakfast is going to be hosting, we plan to host a premiere of uh, private screening of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. This is going to be at the Marcus Werenberg O'Fallon 15 Cinema over here on the Illinois side of the river. Um, we're pulling together details, but just keep an eye on our, on our pages. We're going to be putting out links for you to sign up. Uh, you'll be able to buy tickets there. None of the proceeds will go to us. It's purely so that you guys can get a private screening of the new Star Wars movie on opening night without having to worry about pre-ordering tickets, without having to worry about getting some rowdy people in, in your crowd or somebody yes. ruin the movie. like It would just be people who have a shared interest, which is their love of this podcast. So it should be a really, really good time. Um, that movie comes out in December, so more details to come there. But uh, we're really excited about
1: it. Yeah. So save the date. You could watch the movie with us. We could all chat about it afterwards and before, and it'll be fun.
0: It'll be a really good time. December 19th is what we're shooting for. So just keep your eyes peeled for more details there.
1: It's also five days after my birthday. If you want to bring me a present, I totally will accept.
0: Yeah. presents will be accepted. Bribes always accepted. Um, if you have, if you want to do carpe diem in person, yes. you're welcome to do that. Thank you. I don't want to commit to anything in particular, but I think we're going to do some trivia, you know, a little bit of star Wars trivia before the mm-hmm. movie. I mean, we'll do some prizes. Who knows? Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm committing us to a lot of things, but I think it'll be a good time. We'll see what happens. All right. So keep your eyes peeled for that, but that's a wrap on this episode. Like I said in the open, the best way that you can help us out if you're enjoying this is to share it with your friends. Um, Just let them know if somebody says uh, what I get asked all the time at work is, hey, I'm looking for a new podcast. Anybody got anything good? Um, I selfishly recommend my own podcast every single time. But if you guys could do us the favor and pass it along, that'd be great. Um, Something as simple as retweeting us or sharing our Facebook posts goes a long way. Uh, we truly appreciate everybody who likes our posts, comments. Um, it's it's a huge help, and we really appreciate it. And we'll continue to to bring you great podcasts. Thank you all. All right. And on that note, I want to give a thanks to Ryan Spriggs, who helps us produce this podcast. And, of course, uh, Ryan Spriggs and Brandon Aristide who brought us our theme music and our new Hype Train open music. That's right. Shout out to those guys. And we will see you next week. Talk to you then. <laughs> So when we so since we're doing music into Hype Train and music into Buy It Borrow It Burn It, we should make sure we cut there. You get what I'm saying? Like okay, stop good. talking. We should stop talking whenever we go into Hype Train and stop talking when we go into the. We'll m- take game a pause because we need to put the music in. Mm-hmm. Does that work? Yep.
1: <clears throat> do we have a signal for pause?
0: No, I'm just gonna say all right. Let's do Hype Train. <laughs> Like, but both of your hands up like dog
1: paws, sure, or reindeer. But you, get the, you see the cupping of that I'm doing here. Yeah.
0: Pause. <laughs> that is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever seen or heard. But okay, let's do it, and also the greatest because you'll know exactly what it means. <laughs>